Hi, it's Robin McMahon here. I'm the host of Parenting Our Future. And if you're listening to this podcast, I want to thank you so much for being here. I also want you to know that I'm a former angry mom. I used to yell and rage and threaten and punish my kids because I wasn't getting the cooperation or the behavior that I felt I should be getting. And I struggled for many years, not knowing how to change or knowing what to do differently. It wasn't until I found the world of peaceful parenting that I learned why my kids acted the way they did and also why I was so angry and triggered. I was able to heal my anger and leave my triggers behind so that I could focus on being the calm and confident parent I always expected myself to be. I can tell you that feeling connected to your kids is the best feeling in the world. My two boys are teenagers now, and we have a strong relationship that is rooted in deep connection. And where there is connection, there's cooperation. Parenting is the most important job we do, but it's the hardest job we do. And we do it without understanding the fundamentals of the way our kids grow and develop. We do it without knowing the way their brains work or what their behavior is actually really telling us. So it's no wonder it's so hard. And it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to say, this is harder than I thought it would be. And that's where I come in. I can help you and I can support you so that you can have the cooperation and enjoy being a parent. You can book a free call with me on my website, parentingforconnection.com. And if you want to download my free guide, how to turn a no into cooperation, go to triggerfreeparents.com. I really hope you enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Parenting Our Future. Okay, so I want to help you find ways to understand your kids in a different way. So I think that it's just so important to know, okay, that's why, right? And so when our kiddos are little, we don't, we, we often worry about the future. Of course we do. We're parents, right? We future parent, which doesn't always serve us because oftentimes we are so stuck in the future that we're not here in the now with our kids as they need us to be. So I want to offer you a different way of looking at your kids. Now, I want you to know that the guest that I have today is truly very, very special. Brent Bruning is my guest today. And let me tell you about him. And it's really important you hear what he's all about so that you can listen with an open mind to what he has to talk about. Because I'm telling you, when I met him for the first time and he told me what he does, it blew my mind. The entire rest of the day after I talked to him, I was like, I can't believe, I can't believe what I know. I can't believe this. This is incredible. So really, truly. So Brent Bruning, welcome. First, I'm going to tell everybody a little bit about you. You are a master hand analyst from the Institute of Hand Analysis. And hand analysis, as you do it, is different from palmistry, like, you know, the lady in the tent with the crystal ball. This is not at all what you do. Um, And it's not about astrology. You are not reading the future. You are reading the person as they absolutely are. And it's based on empirical studies of people's life patterns that are related to our nervous systems. So really important that you know that. And this 
the, the library and the research that you've done is all the way back to the 60s. You have been doing this work for 14 years, studying it and verifying it. And you have a library yourself of 20,000 hands. And that just happens to also include myself and my family. So welcome, friends. I'm so happy to have you here. <laughs> my pleasure. Thank you. That was a very nice introduction. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, I really, truly, I, after I got off the phone with you, you don't know this. I said, oh my goodness. Uh, it was a Saturday that we talked, which is really unusual for me to talk to somebody on a Saturday. And I, I said to my husband afterwards, I said, I think that call just changed my life. Like that really, truly is what I said. So here's what I want to say to everybody listening. I have a YouTube channel. And I would love for you to go to YouTube to actually watch this episode because we're going to use as much descriptive words as Brent can uh, to describe hands. Uh, we actually are going to share the screen here on this Zoom and I'm going to have him share uh, some pictures from his book. So please join us on YouTube. Uh, the link is in the show notes and you can just go to Parenting for Connection, uh, not Parenting Our Future, it's Parenting for Connection and, uh, and, and have a look at my channel and you'll see this episode there. Um, so let's, uh, I'm gonna just you know, let you take it away, Brent. I'll ask some questions as we go, but you are, I just, I can't wait to hear all about this again and for you to share this with everybody. And then Great. wait till the end, cause we do have um, something special for everybody as well. Super. So uh, I, for the parents that are out, likely listening, um, the main uh, benefit for having a hand analysis, both for yourself and for your kids, is to have a healthier relationship, both to yourself and to your children. Now, how the heck does hands have anything to do with that? Is because the hands mirror your entire nervous system, precisely the sensory cortex. And you can look this up you, and you can see that the, the hands have a very conscious role in your life. They're highly sensitive. And what is sensitivity? It's your consciousness. Otherwise, it's not doing its job, right? So your emotions and everything where you experience emotions, and feelings, uh, heat, the feeling of being in your chair right now, to any experience like eating broccoli uh, is all being routed through your nervous system. And when you experience anything, whether you're doing your taxes or whether you're having a difficult time with your child, you are having an experience. And that's an emotional experience. And that experience is routing through, not just as an idea, and it's not in your child, it's in your nervous system. And it's routing through the whole thing, through a series of uh, neurotransmitters. If they're stress hormones and stress transmitters, we would say precisely things like uh, cortisol and adrenaline and histamine. And if we were saying something like a happier, expressions, we would say things like serotonin and dopamine, but regardless, you don't need to know the neurotransmitters, but it's enough to know that you're having an experience. Now it's a nervous system. It's not a bunch of random wires that just are going and they're, they're different experiences route in different areas. 
And if you were to make a map of that sensory experience and where those sensory neurons are, your eyes would be like saucers, your, your lips would be, uh, and your tongue would be like a basketball, but your hands would be the size of beach umbrellas. They're massive in terms of the amount of information that's being routed. So you might know this directly, try to give a speech and watch what your hands are doing. They're sweating. And mm -hmm. that sweat, if you leave it behind, the FBI can tell exactly what mood you're in by looking just like the taste of Diet Coke versus regular Coke. You can look <laughs> at the sweat and you can tell, hmm, is this person having a good time or not? Okay. Fascinating. And different areas of the hand show different are routed. You might have heard mm. through the common uh, studies that out about the 2D, 4D, where if your ring finger happens to be larger than your index finger, then you're going to be much more successful and have more testosterone. So what is that? There's actually the fingers grow based on hormones and those hormones say a lot about who you are, as well as uh, different urges that you have, and they go to di different urges, go to different fingers. So what does this have to do with your children? Most people have today have a very imprecise map to understand something that is a beautiful system, a very subjective system of the personality. We use things like the Myers-Briggs or the, you know, the psychometric tests, and you're trying to get your head around what kind of kid I have, as well as who am I as a parent. But with hands, since the hands are showing your whole experience and ultimately your personality itself, you can easily look at it and begin to categorize them. And you can start to see hmm, these type of people with these type of hands have these type of personalities and live these types of life. Now, that's really interesting when you consider that you're wondering what is it is my child made to do? Now, we're not talking fate here. And I'm not talking like a, like a judgment for or against your right. child's possibilities here. I'm saying there's a potential here and your child would probably love it if he accessed this potential because in his nervous system, he seems to have a lot of potential to go all day long in this area. So that is very useful as a map. And if I can show you that map, which takes about 30 minutes, I can show you, you can send it over or you can you know, organize something more detailed as like a, a, a analysis of two hours, then I can show you really what are the strengths, what are the challenges, what are they made to do, and what are the dilemmas that they're likely going to face, and how, how, at what stage are they going to have to face those type of dilemmas. Some people, as you know, aren't made for responsibility. Some people are totally made for responsibility. They love it. They end up becoming accountants, and they do your taxes. And they probably did that all that need for justification, have things right and in order. And that, no kidding, is shown in the right middle finger. And so when you, I can show you this map and I can show you exactly what are the urges that you and their tolerance levels, as well as what you're intolerant and where you get highly triggered, 
that's also very important. And if you know your child's triggers, that's also a very important part. Yeah. So, okay. So let me, let me sort of ask you and sort of recap what I heard. So what you're saying is when, when I look at my hand, the lines on my hand are directly related to my own nervous system. So there would be lines of past experience and then potential. Is that, is that sort of right? Mm -hmm. Okay. That's one way to describe it. The there's different lines that you're born with that are there before you can even bend your hand at nine weeks in utero, right? That's right, yeah. Traditionally, the palmist called the heart line or the thaner line and the, you know, headline and lifeline. These three main lines, if you're looking down at your hand right now, are uh, the operating system of the three parts of your brain. And you can see how long you spend in each of those areas. Mm-hmm. So when you can look at that, those are developed before you have the, the muscles to bend your hands. They have, you can bend your hands without lines there. So yeah. uh, they're, 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 they're uh, uh, telling you what the blueprint of your nervous system is. And then later on, you get stress experiences or you go through maybe a hard divorce and maybe you'll get a lot of, uh, uh, testosterone running through this every day as you're living this problem until it's, you know, you settle out of court. (laughs) So that's an experience. And if you wake up every day with an experience, just like you do anything every day, you know, if you brush your teeth with your, your, your left hand, you did that for 28 days, it gets in your body, it becomes habitual and you don't have to think about it anymore. So every experience you do over and over and over and over, it start your body says, okay, let's build a highway here. And that shows up in the hand. That's why you have all these different lines. Some people so, have oh, a more sorry. stable nature and they don't have many lines. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I've noticed. So I've taken pictures of my family and sent you my son, both of my boys, which we'll talk about in a minute, but are later. Um, but I wanted to mention too. So we're looking at the lines. We're looking at the fingerprints. And we're also looking at the shape of the hand, correct? Because the shape also dictates different things too. And, um, and so, so it's more than just fingerprints. It's more than just palm. It's so much, and both the right hand and the left hand, both are different and signify different things. And I think what I didn't know that you taught me is that the lines can change uh, because of these experiences, right? And I think that's what's really fascinating. And you show this in your book uh, and on your site, the the power in your hands. So you have this beautiful book that has so many pictures, lots of descriptions. You even show that weird caricature with the big lips and the giant hands, and you know how we sort of take in the world, right, through giant eyes and these big hands. And it's so true because we're not just using our hands to do things, we're using it to gesture, to emphasize. I mean, I'm a, I'm a major talker with my hands. <laughs> like if I, if I had to tie my hands behind my back, I couldn't express myself in the same way, you know? So, um, and what you showed me, and maybe we can share the screen now is how baby's hands form um, and how, just like you say, this is, this is not about folding your hand, bending your hand. You don't need these lines to bend them. And our baby's little hands, they look like little paws for a long time, right? And then they have the, anyway, I want you to say it, not me. <laughs> I just get so excited. 
Well, and, and here's here's how I'd like you to, if you're listening, how, how you can just kind of imagine how the hand forms. It's like if, if you've ever like looked at a tree when you cut down a tree and you can see that there's rings and that, that each ring represents a year. Right. And, you know, then you can see, you know, in, in, in 1952, there was a fire. Right. And so they the hands are growing in like a tree, though we don't have rings like that, but you can see different stages of that, you know, these come on, these lines come online at utero and, you know, these come on, these fingers start to uh, separate and then you develop the first, the thumb and then the index and on. Uh, and so you can kind of see the, your own uh, history, like your own biological history. That's a pretty cool thing. And when you see how these lines map to behavioral traits. For example, how the heart line traditionally, I'll use, I'll use palmistry language because that's what everyone uses, but the, the, where the line that goes all the way up to the top of, the, of your hand, how that shows, yeah, that one, exactly. How that shows your emotional expression. Um, you'll start to realize, wow, when a baby is born, it is really advanced. There is a lot going on to your child at that stage. And when I do the whole map of somebody's life and I start just talking about, this is what it was here, here, this is your bonding. This is what it was like to bond with your mother. This is the expression that you have feelings within your own body and how rooted and grounded you feel, how much time you like to, uh, how restless you are and, and how much time you think. That was a lot of that, what I just said, was decided before you were born, including the things, the taste that you have for certain experiences, your taste for accounting, right? That literally was decided at nine, 10 weeks, right? We'll find no of those, none of those lines on my hand. <laughs> <laughs> or art, or, you know, being a visionary leader, or co avoiding conflict, or, you know, shyness. That's all seen in the hands. And so, yeah, why don't I share? That's it. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's like take a look. <laughs> thousand words, right? So um, uh, this is the book and the, the, the intention is to make it as visual as possible because if you look up any traditional hand analysis book, it's pretty boring and it's pretty dry. So the attempt of this book is to accomplish how you visually can see it for yourself and make the same conclusions, right? So the first half of this book is how does this work? And then the second half is we're interviewing people like Eminem or uh, we've got the hands of Ben Stiller or a clown or the, the theological advisor to the Pope or a general, an astronaut. And what we're doing is we're, we're asking them from this map, what do you think is your biggest purpose in life? What, what is it that gives you the gas, right? And when you can see that and go, oh, right, whatever you're doing is um, what you would say is your life purpose to do and the talents that you've been recognized for. And then I would give the handprint uh, to somebody who understands the system that I've been trained in and said, okay, there's a handprint. And that's all they have. They all they have is a handprint, a black and white handprint. And they have to answer what are their talents, talents, their challenges, their dilemmas, and life purpose. And they're combining fingerprints as well as the lines in, in your hand. 
and they combine that and they nail it. They can guess not only that there's a film director, but the kind of films that he's making or wow. a clown. Or in this case, that in the example I'm showing, you know, they were able to guess that this guy is a healer by his long fingers and he's got a philosopher type hand and he's got in his fingerprints a circle on his left pinky, which means he's got a great capacity to connect inwardly. And that's tra traditionally involved with healers. So who's a philosopher who's kind of a healer, but he also has a big urge to go on stage and so forth. So that's the guy running the Vatican at the moment. Wow. And so, um, this, what I just told you was a map that was already known at, to the fetus at about 14 weeks after the parents had a really good night, right? So if you look here, this is what the hand looks like as seven weeks. It looks like a frog fin, right? That's all you got. Seven weeks in utero, all you have, if you remember what a fetus looks like, it's got like this kind of bending, uh, it's got a spinal column and it's got a big eye. And, <laughs> and um, all you have is a reptilian brain. You've got a fin, right? It's just swimming around. Now at that point, you don't have a, any conscious movement. You know, it's the house is being built at this point. And then, <laughs> And then, so what you can say is the instinctive parts, right? The, the part of, of that is 400 million years old. Yeah. All that, what is 400 million years old? Your, the parts of your nervous system that are 400 million years old are your sensory uh, instincts, right? And your appetites and, and your feeling of weight. And those are, um, that's all in the palm. So when I'm reading your palm, I'm reading and analyzing how instinctive you are. Wow. As well as your child, right? And how, how on earth are they? How much do they love to physically grab things, right? And then, the, and, and so that's the reptilian brain. And then you have this leap in evolution, right? So you have a hundred million years later, you have the limbic brain, the emotional center. It's the mammalian brain. That's where you have your, your bonding, your fight and flight. And that gets, that is released. Um, and if you look at the fingers at that point, the, the palm separates and you have these fingertips. It looks like a bear claw. Now, why is that so interesting? If you can visualize, it's just like a big water balloon. That's all you've got as a fetus. But there are certain areas where every, where are expanding outward, like a big balloon of happiness. Right. And where if that's a big balloon in the end of the it looks like a, a gecko's fingertips, if you can imagine, they're called bowler pads. And if you slice those up open, what is that? That's stem cells. Um, it's growth hormone is going. And for some reason, that fetus at that point is going, oh, I love this energy. I love it. And it doesn't matter if it's a tall finger or it's a small finger, whether it's a middle finger. If it's a big ball at the end of it, that fetus is going, I love it. I love it so much. And it's an epigenetic pattern. It's my, my parents and my grandparents probably love this area too. And if it's on your right ring finger, that ball is maybe saying all the energy, which we, we say in language is creativity, uh, being seen, visibility, all that ball of goodness there on the ring finger stays. It's not just an event. It stays for the next 
four months. And eventually the skin goes over it like a topographical map. And you can see that ball and it's uh, all those skin ridges, which you, you leave when you go to leave the country and you make your, your fingerprints. What you're leaving behind is everything that you're satisfied and what you're not satisfied. That ball becomes a fingerprint. If it's a big ball, then you get a circle there. If it's not so satisfying, maybe you don't get anything there. And so that's, that's an expression. And then finally, you get as the, the third brain, the cor cortex, the neocortex comes, then you get uh, the more cerebral decision-making involved. And then you get the, the rest of these lines that start to form, principally when the first brain is finished, you get the lifeline. That's the first one that forms. Uh, that's the one that goes vertically under around your thumb. And that's how you feel in your body. And the second one is how emotionally expressive you are. No surprise, it's when the emotional center finishes, the limbic brain. And finally, when the frontal cortex is developed, you get the headline. So, so fascinating. I love it. Yeah. So that's all academic at this point. You're still going, what does this have to do with the price of rice in China between me as a parent and my children? <laughs> right? Right. So what's important first is to get that this is, these are, this is not just happenstance. Okay. This is, this is um, a design of your whole architecture of your personality. And when you understand this, you're going to understand your child. You understand their capacity of what they're wanting an area that they want to go in, what you need to accept that is non-negotiable, right? So let's take, for example, someone with, who's born with Down syndrome. They have uh, a conjoined headline and lifeline. It can become just uh, one single line, right? So when you have that, half of, half of the people with Down syndrome have this conjoined, it's called a simian crease. Now that doesn't mean if you have it, you're gonna have Down syndrome, but it just means that if you have Down syndrome, half of them will have this crease. Now, when you can see that the way that they behave, the people with Down syndrome in the way that they behave emotionally, they, they just go down uh, in a, almost a fanatical, ruthless drive. They just have kind of blinders and they get into a problem and they just don't, know how to release that and just solve it, right? Well, you, when you look at that with all the other successful people, and if you have 20,000 hands and you organize them like I do I, on a Friday night and just organize, <laughs> find all the people with those lines and you go, hmm, what do they all have in common? You know, Tony yeah. Robbins, Michael Moore. Uh, so there's a, just a radical nature. There's a much more. Yeah, I'm sure. Sorry to interrupt you, but so, um... <clears throat> What happens if you have that simian line, the, 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 the connected head and heart line uh, on one hand and not on the other? Like, you, cause that's very possible to have one hand that's like that and one hand that isn't. Yeah, so sometimes they are and sometimes they're not. That's the easiest way to say it. <laughs> but that does mean something then, right? Because yeah, yeah okay, well, well, we're gonna get to that, I think. So the right hand is the left brain if you remember your science, right? Right. And the left brain is right. So the 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 right hand is uh, everything to express yourself externally. 
right? Uh, it's the language, it's where you language things, you name things, you make it measurable. It's your role and the problems that you're going to solve. That's your, your right hand. So when I'm looking at your right hand or I'm looking at the fingerprints that are on your right hand, ultimately I'm coming to uh, conclusions about where, what is your interaction and what is your life calling and what is the dilemmas and the fears that you have in the external world? No kidding. So when I'm looking at your child, I'm looking at their trigger points. Yeah. And, and, you know. and this is so helpful because if you have a, a you know, if, if you have, you know, I, I talk about it this way. If you're trying to run your own agenda with your child, right? Your own agenda being like, you've got to be the best in sports or you've got to be uh, academically yeah. strong. You've got to, uh, you know, go to definitely go to the best university. But actually what you have is an earthy person or you have um, a, someone with water sign that is very delicate and, you know, maybe more artistic or what, whatever. I mean, I don't know all of the ways it works, but really what you're doing is is forcing them to deny who they truly are and this is about okay let's just see what we've got what kind of a kid do we have and then like like you've said is to point them in the direction of what we know will work for them and uh, and i yeah I, I just think it's so important that we just know so that we can honor who they are right yeah that is the main reason right so you're yeah. there hopefully to be of service so that they uh, they have a successful start as soon as possible. And if yeah. they understand that they have a gift and, mm -hmm. and a potential, um, for the other day I was reading for a, um, an, an Irish family, it was adorable. And they were, um, uh, as I was reading the hand, I was like, wow, you know, when I'm looking at this, you know, it comes to mind, you, you seem to have this talent for uh, structure. As a, as a child, I think it was about 13 years old. And I'm saying, you know, you have a great talent for structure and design. And you like to kind of um, make it kind of like if it was, a, I tried to put it in a child uh, context where they're, um, uh, you know, you, you have your Lincoln logs, but you then you like, you know, breaking them all up, right? And then you do it again. And that's, a, that's an urge, right? And they love that construction, you know, to kind of build it all up and then they tear it all down, right? And, uh, and you're, you love that kind of renovation. It's kind of a visceral urge, right? Now that's, that's visible. It's visible from, a, from the shape of the hand. The creative side is from the circle that I was reading in the right ring finger and, and on and on. I was able to kind of quadrangulate what this person uh, does. And what, when I looked at that, I was saying, hmm. Uh, and he was like, yeah, I love doing this, but my father doesn't understand. I, he, he does this uh, um, the, the, uh, software where you build and construct. I forget the name of it. It's like this, it's a big world, a virtual world where you can go uh, You're in. talking about uh, Minecraft. That's it. Yeah. So he loves Minecraft. He's building all these buildings. I bet. And and the family knows him all the time as this guy who's coming up with all these ideas of how these houses around them should be built. Guess what he needs to be doing, right? If, that, if he can do that all day long, he's made to be an architect. And you probably have heard that some, some very fanatically successful people that um, they, they knew what they wanted at age 13, for example, right? They knew that who they were meant to be at that point. 
So if that's the case and you can see it in the hand, it's, isn't that wouldn't, something that'd be valuable to know? Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. And so you've talked about things like the circle and different, you know, different things like that. Can we sort of talk about, you know, just for people to maybe sort of like evaluate their own hands? Um, could we sort of have a look at some, the, the different shapes and what they mean? Like there's the tent, there's the arch, there's the, the swirl. Um, and something that you also taught me, um, you have a page where you talk about hand shapes and I said to you, without knowing this, not even knowing it was on the page or that you were coming to it, I said, what does it mean when you have a hand with lots and lots and lots and lots of lines? Because my oldest has tons of lines. And what does that mean? Uh, well, if you have a lot of lines, then you're creative and you're dynamic and you're intense, right? And you if you don't have lines, then you're, you're more supportive and you're more uh, observant and you're more stable. Right. And you said they're called fire hands. And I was just like, well, that explains so much because everybody, you know, I talk about my oldest son a lot and what goes on with him and the challenges that he's had. And like, if he didn't have fire hands, like, I mean, it just makes perfect sense because he's a little bit all over the place. Right. And he may be creative, maybe all those things, but he's got some stuff that's getting in the way right now. But yeah, there, there's the, the image just above Snoop Dogg, um, uh, of, of those fire lines. Right. Uh, and I just think that's fascinating. So like, that's a simple thing. I think that you can look at it and say, okay, so this kid doesn't, can't be, you know, can't sit still. It's not, it's not my kids being bad. That's just the way he is. That's the way his nervous okay. system is set up. He needs it. Him. I don't need to medicate him. There's nothing wrong. He's just, he's just got more energy, right? And yeah. to a father who has earth hands, which I, 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 let me just back up so you can get your head around my language there. Sure. So I'm using not astrology here. I'm borrowing the language from the Greeks. This is two and a half thousand years. And they saw reality as being divided into earth, air, fire, and water. It's just a useful way for you to feel the, what I'm talking about. It's mm -hmm. it versus, you know, extroverted, introverted, and all that. It's kind of hard to get your head around. But if you, you can totally get your head, if somebody says it's a fiery person, you got it, right? Or yeah. you're a down to earth person, you got it. You're kind of an airy person. They're, they're intellectual. That, that you can kind of get your head around. So, um, and water being, of course, sensitive. So when you look at your hands or your child's hands, which will one of the first things you recognize is that you might have those three main lines that I was talking about. I'm sharing this right now. And they look like they're chiseled. Like this is a guy who goes and milks cows, right? That's his job. He's been doing this for 30 years. And that, and he's about as dry and black and white and solid and reliable. That's his nervous system, you know? And he's just, he's just like, if, if he was a dog, he'd be a St. Bernard. He's just like absolutely grounded. Now you go and take someone like Kendall Jenner, uh, who is much more emotional and sensitive, who likes to be on Instagram, very sensitive to the emotions of other people and what their opinions are and all that. They have a much more gentler, softer hand. And so trying to get a softer hand into you know, a farming profession is going to fail. They'll get bored. Also, if you look at Someone like Snoop Dogg's hands, they have, it looks like they got shocked with electric shock therapy. Well, in fact, 
If, if you go through three months of electric shock therapy, which is a very imprecise way of proving this, but in the example I'm showing, this person did. And this is what your hand looks like after three months. This is the brain sending all of the signaling totally randomly to wake up, to get energized. Who goes into electric shock therapy? People that are depressed, right? Yeah. So it's yeah. an energy you're in injecting, which by the way, that's really, that's been um, ruled out as a good therapy, but um, yeah. it's a, um, it, but that's, that's proven now that you can look at the hands and see the brain connection just by the electricity that is being routed through. And so going back to those people with a lot of crazy lines all over it, then they just have a much more dynamic, creative, vigilant, mm -hmm. individualistic side. And so they like to make life exciting and fun for us. And they dazzle us with their originality and self-expression. And so they're going to be more visionary and activists. Whereas if you might look at your, uh, your son who's playing too much time on video games and, you know, he's, he's got uh, very long fingers and long palm and he's um, uh, a little bit more maybe even boxy or maybe he, he, he's a cross. Maybe he, he has thicker hands and they're longer fingers and he's more athletic, right? And then they go on to doing really good business, right? So uh, these hands think more. They're using the frontal cortex more. And mm. so the longer fingers, the more you are using and you're in your head more. So they, it's good to have a profession and academic. If you look at, for example, Tom Hilson or uh, uh, Jodie Foster, they're much more academic. They're actors. But, right. And Bill Gates. Yeah. I mean, yeah. talk Bill about Gates. academic. <laughs> right. That, you know, Jodie Foster and, and Tom Hilson, you're talking about they graduated from Oxford. Right. And uh and so these are higher, uni higher university um, students, they went to acting, but they need to know more and they want to uh, go into this as a profession, right? Whereas um, if you go look at, for example, Kendall Jenner, uh, then she has you know, very delicate hands. And so there you can start to see just at the very basis. So the way that you can kind of get your head around this is that you, you look at dogs and you see, wow, you know, poodles behave differently than chihuahuas, right? But they're still dogs, right? But right. we're, we are advanced. We do not organize ourselves as breeds of human beings. No, that's not politically correct. However, it's the most useful tool there is in order to understand your, your talents and the challenges. So um, what you're seeing is that by grouping people by physical traits, you start to see behavior traits come in and you go down the rabbit hole when you start to combine them. What happens if, for example, you have somebody with fire hands, creative, and they're already dynamic, but then they end up getting a ball on their right ring finger as a fetus that grows into a circle on their right ring finger. And then you start to realize, wow, at that point, it they're meant to be artists and no, no amount of football or physics or anything is going to get them out of that story. So this, you can literally organize people and go, all right, and this is what Richard Unger had done from 
the 1960s, he had 10,000 hands in his study and he was taking all those people and say, okay, he was very frustrated because he had applied everything that had been written at this point around hands and how it relates and it was failing. Most palmistry texts fail because they're, they're taken out of either context or they're just not applicable. But when you, what's missing is a very vital link of fingerprints. And so fingerprints, when you organize them, when in his case, he was seeing people with money problems, for example, but they had the exact same hands and lines. He was like, hmm, this one has money problems. This one doesn't. Why not? This one has a lifetime of it. Or this one wants to be an artist and this one doesn't. Same hands, same lines, the same personalities. And so what he was seeing then he organized is his hands and he finds all the people with a circle on their right ring finger and he goes, aha, there it is. They all in the sessions said they wanted to be artists. Hmm. And then you take all the people that are wrestling with money issues and you have a, they, they don't have circles on the right middle. They have an arch pattern there. There's nothing there. Then they wrestle with money. They wrestle with, they don't like it just like they don't like Brussels sprouts. That part of the nervous system doesn't want to go there and you keep trying to do it. Doesn't mean you can't evolve, by the way. That's just you're going in position into this life. So that's why- right. this, I think that's important to hear. It doesn't mean you can't evolve. Yeah. Exactly. So this map that you're seeing here is the complete map of how different professions go. This is, a, let's say, a going into position map, right? You can have many different circles, right? You can have circles on your right index finger. Now, since the time of the Greeks, they've known that the hand shows a map, right? They had a very poetic language for it. They said that uh, the index finger um, was a metaphor for the directing. And they were trying to imagine a god on Olympus that might direct. And so what would that be? That would be Zeus, right? That would be the Jupiter finger. So they saw the hand as a metaphor for who you are. Mm. And they said that the different parts of the hand represent different sides of your personality. For example, I'm sure you have a joyful side, but you don't always use that. Sometimes you, you need to have a structured side, but you don't always use it. So the hand is showing different sides of your personality. Mm -hmm. and when you go into that, you can see, all right, if we take the Jupiter finger is what they called it, the index finger, the directing side, not only is it meant to that you naturally instinctively point, but you also hold a hammer down the, the base of it. That's what they call the Mars, where you hold the strength and the big thumb, right? So when you organize people and you get all the big index finger people, regardless of whether they have lines or not, right? You get those big index fingers and, and, uh, and you see them and you take those same four hand shapes that I just showed you. There's a power that is shown. They're, they have much more idealism and they know what's better for you, right? Interesting. There's a little bit of, of a, a, a virtue of, of, um, of dignity that they have. They don't lose dignity very easily, right? So that, that dignity is in fact an emotional experience and that is, that is replicated through that, the, the fingers. Donald Trump, has a very short index finger. And obviously the conclusion is what I'm saying is that he doesn't believe that the decorum is needed. 
and not as a judgment. And it may be that you have one of those. It doesn't mean that that's a judgment. It's just the way you are. That's the way you function. And that's how you would describe your personality. Now, what would happen if you ended up getting a circle on the right index finger? regardless of whether you had a short index finger, which would make you a little bit more, uh, less needing of decorum, and the other one needing a lot of dignity. What happens if you have a circle there? You're called to be a leader. You're called to direct. So no surprise, I live in a banking town, Zurich, Switzerland. And when I work in this town and I do hands in, in for all these bankers and project managers, it's the next group of people that have circles on their right index finger. Likewise, if I go to a different type of conference where I go to, for example, TEDx, where everyone's ideas are worth exchanging, then the area mapped to innovation, this, the circles would start to appear on their left ring finger. And if that was your only sample size, and you just, I had to read 250 people's hands at TEDx in wow. Zurich. And, and when I was doing it, I was like getting crazy. I was like, this is nuts. How can everyone, if that's my only sample size, I would think everyone on earth has a circle on their left ring finger and that's it. No, I'm at the innovation convention. I'm at people who grew up from children to go into innovation. See how this works, how important this is? This is non-negotiable. This is that you are called to, into being. And so you can see this from a very easy way. What happens if you have four circles? Oh my gosh, that's a lot of energy, isn't it? That means that you have a lot going on. You know, Tony Robbins has a lot going on. I've read his hands twice and he's got six of them, right? Wow. He wouldn't make, that's a lot of power. This guy is building an engineer. I spent the time with, uh, uh, a tunnel engineer who built the Gotthard tunnel. He's to build this tunnel in the Alps. You have to build five tunnels. He has eight of them. So wow. we can't, you need that kind of guy in that position. Now, if you take and you go, well, what about the other people who don't have circles? Maybe they just have waves. Me, right? I have no circles. <laughs> you, like Robin McCain, McMain, uh, is, is that they, they have a need for love and connection. And they, they operate in a different life, a whole different universe. There's not a bone in your body that wants to build the Gotthard tunnel, right? And if you knew that at early on and you could accept that, then you'll understand that there is a different path available, a path for love, to connect people, to learn about emotional mastery and how long moods last and how to get out of a bad mood and how forgiveness and compassion work. And then how to then extend that to your family and, and to all your friends network. That's a different life path. So there's different professions. You can get paid doing that, but don't force somebody into another profession that has a lot going on, right? Some people in another percentile, 1% uh, of the population has some other goofy marker like a tenet arch looks like an upside down T on their fingers and they're much more detached and analytical. If you look at Eminem or Johnny Depp, they have a much more standoffish analytical approach. And then you got people like Charlie Sheen who don't know what to do with, right? They just have a lot of, um, yeah, let's, that's a separate topic of that's 5% of the population. There's a need for peace and to find balance in their life, right? So 
your life, when you have a bunch of waves on your fingers, you're not, it's not about balance for you. It's about love and connection and intimacy and closeness. Now, if you look at your child's hand and you see that, that's a, that's a really important piece of information to then support and go, hey, you have a sensitive child. It's not that you need to keep telling them, stop being so sensitive. You mm. need to honor that and to, to connect to that as a parent and honor, even if you're a football star and you have a son who has waves all over their fingers, it doesn't mean they're gay. They're just sensitive. They're loving. And, and the sooner you can accept that, you know how important relationship dynamics and emotional intelligence is for that particular person. But if they have a bunch of circles, then get out of the way, let them go, right? I love that. And, and, and you've got to embrace the gifts that come with highly sensitive people. You know, for example, highly sensitive people are the reasons why, you know, we have programs to help other people because they care so much, whether they're in a circumstance or not, or why we have HR departments or, you know, different things like that. Right. And those people who just go, go, go. I mean, there's, there's a gift to that too. Right. It may be hard to parent that kid, but once you unleash them on the world, like there's no stopping them. Right. So I just, this is why I love this so much. Just gives us another way to just kind of have a sneak peek into who they really are. And then as a parent, all I ever hear from parents, period, is they want a better relationship with their kids. Well, here you go. There's literally a roadmap to how you can be that way. And I think that it also means that you have to honor who you are because you may be highly sensitive. Your child may be go, go, go. And there can be that conflict. And so you need to do that work to accept yourself and also accept your child, right? I think it's really important. Yeah, that's really well, um, uh, well said. And also, here's another really important piece, right? So, so far, I've been really emphasizing the positive. Mm. Um, in a very compassionate way, you can connect to the vulnerable parts of your child that mm. they're not so uh, secure with, right? The nervous system shows it every, everything. It's called the truth. By I language, I call it the shadow side, right? Because yes. it's a borrowing. Carl Jung's uh, uh, approach that it's the greatest part of our potential, that if you can work on your shadow side, you'll evolve and grow up and be more masterful and mature in your connection. Now, um, the if you had, for example, a circle on your right ring finger, or, uh, then you would be you know, made for the stage, let's say, for example. But what if you didn't? What if that was compared to all the fingerprints that you had you had instead an arch there where everything else was a wave. That means that there was a compression in that area, in that right ring. That means that that person is going to struggle with attention. They're going to be more self-conscious. They're going to be shy. And that's going to be the story of their life, right? Now, that, in my opinion, in addition to the talents, if you understand the, the trigger for your child and what makes them so upset. And you can go in and help them evolve that area. That's what's available. I'm not just giving you the map. I'm showing you how to evolve that by the research that we've been doing for the Institute has collectively done half a million people's hands. 
if you add up what I've done and Richard Unger and the guy that was the focus of this book while I was testing, we're looking at about uh, 200,000 hands, right? That's like a crazy, crazy number of hands. And, and uh, we're seeing the same pattern over and over. I mean, Richard Unger, who developed this system, had listened to people's life story for two hours or three hours at a time 70,000 times. So you can imagine you if you understand this map and then here comes another client and you're looking at that map and you're listening to the same story for, for 2 hours. That's what it's like. And what you're what they gained out of that was a wisdom of how people after 10 years they come in and they go, "Hey, I I, I wrestled with this problem about attention and I've broken through. Now I'm doing TEDx talks. I'm doing great." Right. Then they'll go, what, how did you do that? Obviously. Right. And then another person that comes in 10 years later and there's been no change. They're still in the same difficulty, whether it's financial difficulty or they want to be an artist, but they can't express themselves and they can't get paid for it. Whatever that problem is, the difference is the fingerprint that they went into the pain of that feeling in a very vulnerable and compassionate way. And they stayed there. They ate their Brussels sprouts. Even if they didn't like it, they <laughs> ate it and they held on to it. And they, they became masterfully compassionate about that area and they grew up. Other people, it's so painful, they just block it out. And if you can imagine, let's, for example, if we go back to the, if you had a, a struggle with insecurity and self-worth out in the world, you would have something of a marker on your right middle finger. And so you're struggling with certainty and doing things wrong, and you're not wanting to face the consequences. Wouldn't that be nice to know if your child had that? And the struggles you're having around responsibility is around this fingerprint, then you might want to do something about that. Now, how that's done, you first get the map of it, and then you go, okay, let's look at it. You, let's look at the times when it was so difficult. Math, right? Or having to uh, save money and because and it's all, or, or do your homework at a certain time, right? What, what is it that makes it so difficult? For a child, they block out that feeling. They, everyone wants to have a good day, everyone. And everyone's blocking it out because it doesn't feel good. Nobody does anything unless it doesn't feel good. So if I can teach you how to feel good about this and then start developing exercises, you'll grow up really fast. And that's what I do for 28 days in a program called The Hero's Journey, where I, I break them through and I have you evolve. It's an evolution. Does the fingerprint change? No. You're going to have that for the rest of your life. However, your relationship to that emotion doesn't have to overwhelm you. You don't have to block it out either. You can just go, okay, I hate doing my taxes and I'm going to do them anyway. You know that feeling, then you can give your child that same level of discipline. And that's masterful. And that creates a big breakthrough because what Richard was going to the battered women's shelter and the battered women's shelter was complaining because their kids were having a really difficult time. And then he looks into the mother's hands and realized the mothers have boundary issues because they can't say no. Wow. And that shows up as an arch pattern on your right index finger and you bring them responsibility 
for the fact that they have boundary issues and they learn about how to take responsibility because the whole time it's been the husband's fault or their crazy kid or society. And then they realize that they can own the feelings of helplessness and anger and shame that is in that right index finger from that fingerprint that they are highly triggered with anxiety whenever they feel that and instead stay there and be exalted in your ability to stand in the fire and create a boundary and say with kindness and love, no. When they worked on the, the, the mothers, not the children, which was the original aim, Go and look at my child and see what's so wrong with them. When you <laughs> did the hands of the mothers, all the children's started to behave. And that's what happens is we project all the time what we think is wrong with our kids when in fact we're getting triggered and it's our trigger and it's our area to take responsibility. And it's our role as parents to grow up more in patience, kindness, and take responsibility you're preaching to the choir here. That is exactly it. You know, people ask me, do you work with kids? Nope. I just work with you because when you change, they change. Right. And our kids don't do what we say. They do what we do. I say it all the time. And so it's really what we're modeling. And I know that's a lot of, it's a lot of responsibility uh, for, for parents like, Oh, great. Now I got to watch everything I do, but it's not so much that it's an invitation to heal yourself and therefore your children. Right. So it's really quite powerful. And and one thing that I want to I just want to add is that, you know, this is about just like, okay, that's why. Right. You know, I sort of started, you know, it by saying like, okay, so this is just what it is. Right. And to remember that this is based in science and decades of research. And that when we can just know, now we know what we're in, now we know what we're dealing with, right? And, uh, and, and I thought uh, it was so interesting because when we first talked, you, you showed me uh, a picture of this, this beautiful young girl who was wrapped up in a story of being abandoned and, a, and a, I think adopted, she was an orphan or I, I can't quite remember the story, but then you got a hold of her and you just told her, no, that's not your destiny, right? That's not what your hand shows that actually you're this, you're this artist, you're this, you know, I, I don't know how, how you said it, but more, more to the point, like a gift to this world and when you saw her a few days later, she completely transformed the way she looked. Her, you could see in the picture, her energy was different. And that's just yeah. that, yeah, there she is, right? So on the left-hand side, you see, okay, I got my hands up here, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, thanks, Mom. Thanks for the photo. What are you up to right now? Yeah. Yeah. And look at how she's embracing her beauty in the, in the, on the right-hand side. I mean, she looks like a totally different person. It's incredible. It's incredible. So this is sort of the gift that you offer to everybody, which I just think is incredible. Yeah, what you're what, what you're seeing is an illustration of, of what um, what happens when you take responsibility for the pain. Her pain. We haven't talked about the thumb, but the thumbs are what you hold and what you what belongs to you. Okay, that's. You might know that literally, but in fact, as a, as a, from a soul level and a personality level, when I'm reading the fingerprints, I'm kind of reading kind of what they would, you would language as your deepest consciousness or your soul urge. Right. And so 
the in her thumb as an orphan as a baby at nine weeks she already knew she doesn't belong can you imagine when you organize the, all the people that have a left uh, a, a epigenetic pattern of a fingerprint of this abandonment and a sense of uh, i don't belong as 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 the central feeling then you get an arch pattern in your left thumb when everything else looks happy as waves and you saw the story of her life if you want to get her to tears in one one sentence is i don't belong you, you don't you feel like you don't belong here right mm -hmm. and so obviously that fingerprint is the trigger there's nothing and then out of that she will build a story in her life where she'll be highly sensitive and all i have to do is look there and ask and i'll see a whole raft of traumatic experiences where she doesn't belong and so start with being an orphan that's stage one stage two we have your best friend leave you in class for the bullies that you mutually agreed were hateful people and now share math class with them for the next four years right so that that really wrecks a, a child to be in these traumatic uh triggers all day long for years and so when i put a voice to it name it to tame it right the language of, <laughs> thank you very much you were giving that to me uh, earlier uh by putting a voice and a language to what the person is going through and then giving them a picture of what it would look like if they broke through it and then have them understand it if they eat that you know those brussels sprouts yeah. of belonging and and you taking responsibility to create a home and a group of people around you given that you have obviously avoided it and you're going to continue avoiding feeling like the outsider what would it mean if you started to bring people together and through that you're going to get the carrot the carrot is the, the the ring on her this is a perfect example she had a circle on her right ring finger that says i'm called to the stage to do something creative so look at who she become she, she became the artist she became beautiful and sensitive and sensual, right? She's putting on makeup, styling her hair and all this, whereas before nobody wants her. That's her view. And, and so she got connected to her mom and they had crucial conversations and she wrote a big gratitude board for her mom. I mean, the mom of course was in tears out of this, but what you're seeing there is evolution. This is evolution in 28 days. And the people that understand this um and go through this evolution even you as a parent they uh this one was here's a great example <laughs> i laugh when i see her because she was just done she was now she had had it with her first kid and she was about to have a second and she's just going i'm panicking here right so she gets a hand reading mm -hmm. and i was like wow you are meant to do like a um uh, the way I see is uh, you're really good at at uh, um, creating like a, a blog or uh, you know a lot of wisdom to tell stories. Uh, have you done that? She goes, oh my gosh, I've had the blog for like 15 years and now I, I but I'm a parent and I'm married to the Swiss guy and God bless his heart. He's just a pilot and I'm just kind of locked in and I'm lonely and I go, you know what? What makes you happy is the blog. And no amount of trying to pretend you're going to be happy in this relationship without it is going to work in my view. 
Right. You can try to appreciate them more, but you don't have to blog because that part of your nervous system is aching and screaming at you daily that yeah. you are shut down. And when you are shut down or oppressed, then what you're saying is that today I will have only 60% of the energy that I normally would have. And if I operate on 60 or 30, or in this case, she was at about 30% of her potential. Just look back at the times when you had 100% potential, what was going on? That's your nervous system alive. All parts are on. So if I can turn on and show you, this is how you get turned on. This is how your child gets turned on and go live that life. Just try it. You don't need medication or antidepressants. You don't even need a different uh, exercise regime. You just need to live your life in the way that your finger, your, your, you were designed for. Amazing. And and now she's got her, her second child, you know, she's screaming or he's screaming and look at her. She's got it. Right. I love that photo because it just shows that she grew up. She grew up in her uh, love for herself. And she wasn't, if I can show you how to be with your own anger and connect to it from your own fingerprints and stay there, then when your child gets angry, you'll stay there. And so it's just logic, but you know, it's a language that you have to take you step by step through that. Okay. So I just want to wrap up here and just thank you. Like this, this has been so educational. I hope you found it educational as well. Um, and that really this aligns so nicely with what I talk about in parenting and really honoring your child, honoring yourself and knowing yourself a little bit better too. And you know, so what we're going to do on the next episode is Brent is going to join us uh, again, and we're going to talk for next week about me, about my family, my hands. And I can tell you, um, he's already looked at my kids and my husband and I, and told me a little bit, like I just, just enough to make me like so curious and can't wait to hear more. Um, but you know, he said things that are already really true and he doesn't know me. So just to be clear, we don't know each other. And, um, to the extent where he, you know, knows much about me and he nailed it right away. He said that, you know, based on my hand, my fingerprints, um, love and compassion and wanting to spread love. And like, I just love that. That made me so happy yep. to hear. Um, yeah. So, so, you know, I just love that anyway. So really what you're doing really validates what I have said. And I just love that, you know, there's more than one way to sort of validate this stuff. Right. But that it absolutely is true you know, connecting, understanding is so important for every single person, especially in the relationship between parent and child. And boy, when you honor that, it is such an easier path. Uh, it's more fun, more enjoyable, and it's energizing. So with that said, I would love for you to uh, visit Brent's website, of course. Um, it's www.thepower.com inyourhands.com. And he has a few different things. So if you want to just have a 30 minute call with him, it's $47 us. So I just want to say that. And, you know, look, if you're as interested in this as me, you might just want to do this and you might want to do this for your family or you and your spouse, just you and one other person. And so if you use the coupon code parenting, you will get $50 off either a family reading or, um, uh, 
like a full analysis um, or the, the two, I'll, I'll maybe get you to clarify exactly what that is. But before you do, I want to say too, that for everybody, of course, in the parent toolbox, we do have a free item. So he's taking a couple of pages out of his book and letting you really see what fingers determine what, what to look for in terms of the swirls and the arches and the tenting and the, the waves and all that kind of stuff. And so that will be in the parent toolbox. So please use that as a visual so you can kind of get to understand yourself and your kids a little bit better. And then in terms of those packages, um, it's it, you will get $50 off if you use a coupon code parenting on the following packages. Can you just list those? Yeah, so there is the uh, two hour a hand analysis that includes a diagram, right? So I'll show the diagram so you can kind of get your head around what that is. So yeah, we put your fingerprints up and we see all the different talents uh, as well as your what you feel is your sole purpose. Uh, who are you? What are your gifts? And, and what are the talents that make you you? And then what you're here to learn, right? So this is already into evolutionary psychology, right? What is the things that you obviously are the boot to head to the head experiences that you need to come to some peace with to, to develop yourself. And so uh, that's what is provided. And, and in my uh, site, we have uh, a family package uh, that's really fun where you can get the whole family involved. So uh, you can just, if you're just interested and you're just kind of curious, but you're a little tentative, just try out the 30 minutes is 447. If you do a two hour reading, that's when we give you the diagram mm -hmm. and then we walk through it. It's normally 250, but if we use parenting, it's, it's a, a only 200. There's an analysis for two. You probably want to rope your partner in, figure out what your you know husband uh, is like. And so uh, there's a there's a couple uh, section there where that's for 349. So that we do both, you know, we do still do the diagram, but then it becomes this kind of um, really beautiful anniversary type event, you know, so oh, they, can, they can honor them. I've done it for weddings as well. And uh, then there's for the family. And that's when we get the whole kit and caboodle, get everybody in. And then it's just adorable. You can look at the testimonials of, uh, of the family and, and uh, it's really fun to, to oh. see them. Thank you so much. This is great. And like, who doesn't like talking about themselves, learning more about themselves, right? From uh, from a really neutral source. So I just, you know, I am always hesitant to bring people on to sell stuff because I want stories. I want experiences. I want people to talk about transformations, what, you know, and what we can do to help our kids. And so, you know, so I want you to know, first and foremost, you know, I don't usually do that, but I really want you to know Brent, like he is really, I'm not joking when I say it was a life-changing conversation, our first one. Um, and I'm just so excited to, to learn more about this and my, my family and my kids. And he's already validated some of the things that I know to be true about my kids. He's never laid eyes on them. He has never met them. He's never, you know, none of that. Uh, and he's already nailed some of their personality traits already. And some of the stuff that they're even going through right now. So it's powerful. It's so different. And I know it's different, but what the heck? There's, there's lots of different things in this life to explore. So why not this? So 
we will see you next time. Brent and I will be here and we're going to sort of do a, I don't know what you want to call it, uh, just a, a masterclass on me and my family, which I'm just, I'm so excited about. So I will know nothing and you don't know anything about me. So this is going to be so cool. So I'm so excited. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for being here. And uh, thank you for all of the wisdom and sharing the knowledge. This is just fantastic. Great questions. And, uh, you know, I also thank you for, you know, uh, you're coming from such a profound experience and all the wisdom. In the earlier session, you were tipping me to Dr. Dan Siegel, who I've been listening to. I've been drinking up his uh, YouTube videos, too, because it's talking about the hand brain connection. And I'm like, yes, yes. Yes, yes, he's got it. This guy absolutely has it. So if you haven't heard of uh, Dan Siegel either, uh, make sure you go and check that out. There's some good neurobiology there. He's a genius, and I talk about him all the time. I mean, name it to tame it. It's Dr. Dan Siegel, right? So we just love it. It's so cool. It's so good. It's so aligned. It's so valuable. Thank you for listening to this edition of my podcast, Parenting Our Future. I'm parent coach Robin McMahon. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with someone who you think might also need to hear this message. And don't forget to subscribe. And if you like my work, I'd be grateful if you gave me a five-star rating. For those of you who like my content and want more, visit me at yellingcurebook.com to get your copy of my book and to find other resources to help you. Until next time, I am wishing you and your family peace and